0: Listener-supported, WNYC Studios. From NewSounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York, this is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer... And this is another of our series drawn from the 2022 New York Guitar Festival, a collaboration, an annual collaboration between New Sounds and the New York Guitar Festival founded by myself and David Spellman back in 1999. Uh, After a couple of years of digital-only festivals, we were delighted to be downstairs in the green space, our ground floor performance venue, with a live audience and live musicians for the 2022 edition of the Guitar Festival. And today you'll get a chance to hear from Glenn Jones, who over the years has really made a reputation for himself as kind of the standard bearer of the style that's come to be known as American Primitive, which is a bit of a misnomer because uh, it draws on lots of different styles of music and is quite sophisticated. But like the, uh, the painting style, American primitive, it is associated with some particular American artists like the late John Fahey and uh, Robbie Basho and Leo Kotke. So Glenn Jones, uh, like them, performs in open tunings, draws on country blues, folk music, perhaps elements of bluegrass, certainly storytelling. And uh, Glenn performed for us some tracks from his latest album called Vade Mikum, Go With Me. And he began with the title track. Glenn Jones, live at the New York Guitar Festival in the green space, our ground floor performance studio on Varick Street in Lower Manhattan. And the title track from his latest album, Vade Mecum, is how he pronounces it. Uh, That would have gotten me in big trouble back in high school Latin, where we were taught that in classical Latin, the V is pronounced like a W, so it should be Vade Mecum. But Glenn says Vade Mecum. Either way, it means go with me. It's his record. I'll defer to his pronunciation for now. And uh, here is how our onstage conversation went as Glenn Jones joined us for the New York Guitar Festival. You have two guitars and a banjo, mm. and none of the three are tuned the same.
1: That's correct. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but you can also, are, are they all open tunings? Do you ever yes. play in standard?
1: I haven't played in standard tuning in probably about 45 years or so. so uh, that's, that's a big no.
0: That's a big no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What is it about open tuning that first attracted you to it, and then has kept you there?
1: Well, I started like like most guitarists. I started in standard tuning, and I learned to play a lot of like uh, Mississippi John Hurt songs and Reverend Gary Davis and and things like that. And I was very attracted to uh, country blues style playing, but there was something about um, I, as much as I enjoyed playing that stuff, when it came to writing it, if I was playing a C in standard tuning, I felt like I didn't own that C. Mm-hmm. It was here a long time before I came along. It'll be here after I'm gone. So I began monkeying with open tunings. Um, I probably at this point have invented more than a hundred, I would say. And um, the what I like is not knowing. Um, most people study music to learn and progress and know. For me, um, the voyage of not knowing is the more um, seductive one. Yeah. And so I may be playing a C in one of my open tunings, but I feel like I own that C, you know? Uh-huh. So I, I, I came by it honestly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the last time we spoke, you were showing me some half capos. Yes. It's, it's like a, an additional finger. You mm-hmm. know, it bars the, all the strings so the idea of a half capo that only presses down on say three of the strings Mm -hmm. that presents certain technical challenges but also gives you still more opportunities yeah
1: it's like not only open tunings but then also uh screwing up the open tunings as a way to uh i don't know put more hurdles in front of myself Uh, it wasn't like that was the challenge initially i was playing in a rock band called cul-de-sac and we were playing all open tuning songs And this was before I saw Sonic Youth and realized it was okay to have 60 guitars on stage, all in different tunings. And um, so I would be retuning between songs, and the rest of the band would be like, oh, man, we're losing our audience. We're (laughs) we're losing the flow. So I had this idea. It's like, well, if I just barred some of the strings, I could still play the full strings on the top. It was strictly a technical thing that I was overcoming, not musical at all. But once I started uh, hacksawing capos uh, into, pieces, um, I discovered that um, what I didn't think, of course, was that, oh, yeah, you change the scale, you change everything else. You don't just change the physical thing. And um, it became an aid to writing. Um, but yeah, it's just a, it's just a way to uh, find a path.
0: And finding a path, taking that journey, and bringing the listener along with him, that's what Glenn Jones is all about with this record called Vade Mikum. Go With Me so let's go back to the stage of the green space and hear the rest of his set
1: i played down in in, uh in brooklyn in december of 2019 and i had no idea when i did that show that was basically going to be locked away for the next um three years (laughs) Um, and most of the tracks that are on uh, the new album were written during covid but i don't there's so many people trying to make statements about COVID, and uh, I don't really want to necessarily do that. But the effects of it certainly are part of this, uh, this new record. Um, but I have to say, one of the things that uh, got me through it, uh, to the extent that I've gotten through it, um, are animals. And most of my songs are kind of sober reflections on whatever, requiems and all that. This song is about my two cats. So um, it's called uh, Black and White and Gray, and it's for uh, Django and Hopscotch. Um, Hopscotch was a rescue. I found him on uh, Route 95 in northern North Carolina coming back from the Hopscotch Festival. Somebody had thrown him out of the window of a car, and um, I think if I hadn't picked him up he would have been... Um, smushed within about uh, uh, 30 seconds or so. His chin was all bloody. But he's a wonderful cat. And some of you probably know people that uh, don't have pets or don't interact with animals. There's something fundamentally wrong with those people. Isn't <laughs> um, um, anyway, this is called Black and White and Gray. John invited me to play. I made a joke about bringing my banjo to New York Guitar Fest. You know, bringing a sandwich to a feast or something. And John said, no, no, you're more than welcome. So, here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is called uh, Ruthie's Farewell. And it's a piece that I dedicated to a friend of mine named Ruthie Dornfeld, who's an amazing fiddle player, uh, lived in New England for many, many years. And, um, When she was getting ready to move back to the Pacific Northwest where she grew up, a little Volvo station wagon was packed about as full as it could be packed. And um, she wasn't able to fit everything that she had with her into the car. And she said, well, do you want a banjo? I I can't fit the banjo. (laughs) So the first banjo, this is not it, but the first banjo that I ever owned was a gift from Ruthie. So um, for the new album, I'd wanted to have Ruthie accompany me on a record. For a long time, and um, so I wrote this song called Ruthie's Farewell. So on the record, there's a it's a fiddle and banjo duet, but you just have to put up with me playing it for tonight. So. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to finish with this. Um, I started uh, going to college in Richmond, Virginia in 1971. Well, two of my friends at uh, college are taking classes with me, uh, lived in um, Chevy Chase, Maryland, northern Virginia area, and visited a guy named John Jackson in Fairfax, Virginia regularly and had become friends with him. And they said, well, you know, if you're into this music, you should really come check this guy out. He's great. So I ended up uh, visiting uh, John Jackson's home in Fairfax a number of times um, where John would basically tell stories and play music all night long. And, and as a youngster, I just kind of took it for granted. But I think it's kind of unusual now that you know this, this old blues guy enjoyed having people to his house to just uh, perform for and talk to. And his wife would make us uh, nice snacks and stuff like that. And um, it, was, it was great. John and Cora Jackson. Um, I made tapes of a lot of those uh, evenings that I spent at John's place. Um, but anyway, uh, years later, I went to work for a record label in <laughs> New England, and I ended up producing a record by John called Step It Up and Go. Uh, the tracks were chosen from uh, among the uh, songs that I'd recorded at his house. so it was my first my first and only real contact with someone who had been a very um, very much a part of that tradition. Um, you know at the, at the time that I was discovering this stuff, I thought it's music from the 20s and 30s it's from a, another planet, another time, another century, and all that. but there were living exponents of it uh, playing beautifully uh, then, and I was fortunate enough to to, to meet him. Spend time with one of them. So, anyway, I've been wanting to um, write a tribute to John. Uh, So, this is called John Jackson of Fairfax, Virginia.
0: Glenn Jones performing live on stage at the Green Space, WNYC's ground floor performance venue in the 2022 New York Guitar Festival, and that piece was called John Jackson of Fairfax, Virginia. It appears, like all the other pieces you've heard, on Glenn Jones' most recent album called Vade Mecum: Go With Me. And uh, you should go to our YouTube channel. The New Sounds YouTube channel has videos of these various performances. And if you'd like to see and hear the entire event, the New York Guitar Festival, Four Nights in the Green Space, all of that is online. And uh, you can check it out at thegreenspace.org. That's green with an E at the end. thegreenspace.org for the full streaming audio and video of these guitar festival events. Our producers were Max Fine and Karen Havlick. As always, our technical director is Irene Trudell. My thanks to the staff of The Green Space and you for listening. I'm John Schaefer, see you next time.